Welcome to Lift Up Nations. I'm Rob Leach. And I'm Michael Hoffa. And today is our sixth episode, Trusting in God's Plan. The scripture that relates to this episode is found in Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. All right, Michael, uh, let's get dive into the questions. How can I surrender control and place full trust in God's guidance and timing? So what we need to focus on is not focusing on the outcome. So too many people are trying to think ahead, and that is where barriers come into play when it comes to guidance from God. Because if we're going by where he's guiding us, we won't run into those barriers. But when we do it solely on ourselves, barriers are going to pop up because we're trying to get to an outcome that we expect, but it's not always what we expect. It's what he expects from us. Okay. I see it as I've trusted his guidance and timing for a long time. But when I first started, it was more just seeing what God's done in my life to make me more obey and to watch for what he's doing in my life versus what I can do in my life. A lot of people have the problem where they actually are so focused on what they want that they can't see what God wants for them. Yeah, so with someone that is struggling with that as far as surrendering, because people don't like to give up control. Like me, I do not like when people drive me around. I just need to be in control of the car because I'm in place of what's going to happen if I'm driving. So if someone else is driving the car, I get nervous and I don't have trust in them because I don't have that control. So what would you say to someone that is having a hard time like letting go of the control that they are holding on to? As for you, get in a passenger seat once in a while. Let somebody so, else control like, the situation beside you and that will train you right. to be listening to God. Yeah, definitely. So what I'm hearing is put myself in a place where I'm taking short steps on the lesson that he's giving us to trust him. Correct. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind and start that tomorrow because I don't have anyone to drive with me today. <laughs> That's good. All right. And so you have another question? Yes. My second question is how can I strengthen my faith and build a stronger connection with God? So one thing I think is opening up to him. So Anytime you want to get closer to someone or something or people, you open up more. You connect with people around you. So the only way to get closer is to open up, connect, and learn. Dive into the Word because, like I said in previous episodes, it's a guide to not only get closer to Him, but to share what He's giving us. Yeah, and the problem is that a lot of people that can't, surrender to him fully really have a problem with stuff like always having to drive mm -hmm. always having to be in control the more you take yourself out of that role the more you're going to understand what god's plan is for you and that's the easiest way to see it when you focus on what you're in control of you'll never see god's plan and yes yeah, so when you start to understand more is when you start to get closer to God, which strengthens the faith and builds that strong connection to him, which then opens your eyes to more 
of understanding with what he's giving you. Yeah, so you can see your plan more clearly. So, so I have a couple questions. The first one is, can you share a personal experience or story where trusting in God played a significant role? Sure. Um, one of the biggest ones in my life was buying the home I have. Uh, when we first met, uh, me and my wife, we actually were interested in buying a home, but we, uh, we actually were renting on Route 1. And I needed a place to do my business as well as live. Most of the homes around here are in communities and HOAs, and you can't really have a business in an HOA. So we looked around on Zillow and found uh, the home we have now, and we fell in love with it. The great thing was that the people that owned it wanted to move back to Pittsburgh, and they were anxious to sell. It was on the market for like 400 and some days. The reason being is that the house at the price range was in your older community kind of price range, but not for young people. So they have steps from the, from the basement all the way up to the top of the house. So it basically sat because people didn't want to walk up steps all the time as they're older. So it worked out for us. Uh, and then God put it on my heart to actually, you know, go after this house. And we both fell in love with it, thought it was what we wanted. And we tried to get financing. Uh, we had some, my wife had some school debt that actually, um, we couldn't get financing because her debt was, her debt ratio was too high, uh, which is understandable with going to school. Uh, then we had me go and apply to by myself uh, and a guy basically, you know, wasted my time for three months trying to tell me he could help me, but never did. Then I went back to the owners and said, Hey, you know, can we do um, a, a lease to purchase, you know, give us two years so we can actually buy it and put money aside and pay you rent so we can actually be here. And then two years later, buy it. So they said they agreed to it. So they actually uh, signed the agreement, and then the husband gave me two names of two different lenders. He said, try these two. I said, all right, it's worth a try. So I tried the one, never got a call back. The second one, I got a call back, uh, and he was very helpful, and he basically stated he could do a... a bank statement loan, which after COVID didn't happen anymore, but we actually were able to get a bank statement loan. I submitted all my documentation and he came back to me and said, Hey, it's, uh, it's a little short. I was here doing the home inspection because we needed to do a home inspection for the lease to purchase. And next thing you know, uh, he calls me and he's like, it, it's not going to happen. We need to wait. I was like, that doesn't make any sense because what we talked about, you said I needed to make, I make. And I gave you all the statements. He went back and looked at all of it and actually saw that it was three, three uh, statements were missing. So he actually called me back and said, Hey Rob, I found the three statements. We're good to go. Um, don't, 
this this is a span of like eight months that we were waiting to get this house while we were paying rent at another place. And we had to be out by a certain time. My wife at the point in well, at the point in time, my wife was uh going to go to Aruba with her mom and sister, but up to that point, she was really frustrated. She didn't want to deal with it anymore. She was like, It shouldn't be this hard if God's in it. I said, that's not how God works. And she asked her sister, and her sister said the same thing. You have to do your due diligence as well as have God's plan to get where you need to be. If you don't put any effort into it, you're not going to go where God wants you to be. So I kept putting effort into it, talking to a guy all the time, getting stuff done. Uh, the people that actually own the house that I got the, the lease purchase for, they didn't know I even got the loan. I didn't tell them, but I got them to put in, get everything fixed in the house because they had to have it fixed before we took it over for a lease purchase. So I got them, God put it in my wheelhouse to get them to do that, fix everything that needed to be fixed, and then proceeded to give me a loan. So there was another stumble block that I had a home before that I owned in Bethany that had a water bill on it. And when they did the, the title search, they saw that there was a bill still owed on the water from a house that I had years ago. And I was like, that's not right. They were like, you need to go. He goes, you got to go down to them and get a letter saying you don't owe any money. I called them first. They said, you don't owe any money. I said, can I get that in writing? Yeah. So I got that back. That was the one piece of thing to finalize the, 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 um, the financing and all of a sudden clear to close. My wife was in Aruba. Didn't know that I got financing. I did it all by myself and she came home still two weeks. I didn't tell her. And, uh, we, we had all our friends over and I told her for Christmas that because it was in November, I got it that this is a Christmas present. I, we own it, not, least purchase it but the cool and crazy thing about all of it is that i never stopped listening to god the whole time he told me kept going keep going keep going and then when i got the paperwork from the place that actually funded it it was called angel oak and i was like thank you god and then as soon as i got the paperwork from that the next day i got paperwork that it was transferred to somebody else so like god touched that and gave me a miracle and then pass it on. And then in the future, we were able to refinance and get a lower term. And here we are. Yeah, I love when you share that story because um, you shared it in a previous episode. But one thing I want to point out is people need to start paying attention to the signs. Because he's putting out signs for everybody to see where they should be led or which route they should be going. And your story is just a clear example for that. So. It's amazing that you're able to share that and hopefully people can start to realize that they need to open their eyes and see what is in front of them. And also never give up. The biggest thing I've noticed in life is that because God, it's God's plan doesn't mean it's easy and doesn't mean that you don't have struggles. You can't let little bumps in the road take you away from God's plan. If you do, you're never going to, you're, you're going to live your life the way you want to live it, not the way God wants you to live it. 
Definitely. And that's going to be our next episode, actually talking about lessons and challenges that come with lessons. So I'm excited for that episode next. Um, so something that I'm going to share is a little bit on the sadder side, but also like on a blessing side. So this is what I really trusted, like really fully was like, this is why I trust God. Um, so my grandma had like cancer, COPD, a bunch of different health issues. And she was actually in our hospital bed going to die. There was like, the doctor was like, it can happen any minute. And I'm all the way in Delaware. My family's in the Midwest and I don't have money for a flight. I don't have money to travel. And so I was freaking out and I was thinking to myself, like, I can't make it. And I don't remember how I came up with the money, but I looked at my account, paid all my bills, and then I was organizing different things to make it work. Well, then I was able to make it work that week, which was crazy because at the time I was not making as much as I do now. But the whole time I was praying to God, like, God, please let me make it there in time. Like, I just want to make it there in time. So I was praying, praying, praying. And of course, there was a blizzard. Of course, there was bad weather. And I remember driving there and there was semis like spun out and stuff. But the whole time I kept trusting him. And my car is a Volkswagen Passat. It is not meant for weather. It is not meant for a blizzard. But I was able to drive in like one straight shot all the way from Delaware to Illinois and was able to see my grandma and hold her hand and talk to her before she passed. And the doctor literally stated that she could have went any minute. But I feel like God, as I was praying, I'm like, God, let me just say goodbye. Let me just say I love her to love that I love her. And he let her stay. Like I truly believe and trust in him that he let her stay for me to be able to see her. And as I'm holding her hand, she ended up passing away after, like I said, I love you and all that. So, yeah, I had the same thing with my mom. Um, so my mom, we didn't really talk for a long time after my grandmother passed away. And she was kind of resentful because my, my grandmother left me everything and only left her something, uh, it was a ring, so they didn't have, I was left a home, she was left a ring. I held the ring out from the lawyer to actually protect her from paying for gift tax, and she ran her mouth, so she went and told the lawyer that I had the ring, she had to get it appraised, had to pay $1,200 for uh, tax for the ring to get it when she could have got it for free, right. but that that was a a, a problem between me and her and then all of a sudden 10 years later i just drove by her house one time and i was like i wonder what's up with my mom so i stop in i see her well i don't see her but i see her house and i'm like there's an oxygen tank on the window i'm like what's this does she still live here so i looked in looked around looked at the car there was god put a check on the seat that had her name on it so he told he basically showed me that she was there but she wasn't home so I'm like, all right. So I left the note. My sister calls me back and goes, what do you want? I'm like, I want to speak to my mom. What? Why do you want to do that? I'm like, it's been 10 years. Somebody needs to give. I'm going to talk. So she's like, all right. So she had me, Shatter called me. And then uh, a couple weeks later, my mom 
and me got together. We went to Baker's Island for the first time since we were since I, in my adult life to go to dinner with her. She was very proud of me. She basically treated me like the son I've never been treated like because she got in a car accident. And the car accident damaged her temporal, temporal lobe, and she couldn't remember every day, just like 50 first dates. Every day she had to write down what she did the day before because she couldn't remember. So she was able to treat me like the kid, which I feel God had a finger in mm-hmm. that when I went back that he had, I had the mom I always wanted, but I only had her for six weeks. After that, um, I saw her and then I was working and I got a call from my brother saying, Hey, you need to come up here. Mom's in the hospital. I said, I just met her six weeks ago. Now she's in a hospital. But she died two, three times on the table when the car accident happened, and she had some spinal fusion and electrodes in her spine for pain. But come to find out, she choked on something in the middle of the night. She was sleeping in a chair, and her husband tried to do CPR on her, took her to the hospital, and I was in a very strenuous job. I was doing timeshare in Ocean City, and you just don't leave when you have clients coming in to buy stuff, you know. I worked for a Greek company that was out of uh, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, that was like, you work when I want you to work. That's it. So finally I was able to get somebody to take over my spot because I was the manager of the place. And I drove up to Christiana. I got up there five minutes before I got there. They had to shut off the life support system because the blood was backing up in the machine. So God protected me from seeing my mom any other way than what I remember for that six weeks I had. And what you wanted to see, and what you wanted to see as far as like your mother, like you always wanted. Um, and that's how it was too with like my grandmother. It's she's the only grandma out there I've ever really got to know. Um, so he knew that in my heart, like that I had to have that moment with her because before she ended up passing um my aunt and stuff were holding her hand and she was really aggravated and agitated and didn't want to be touched well my aunt just turned around and looked at me and goes michael do you want to hold her hand and the moment i went and held her hand everything started to level out and just having that split not even two minute moment will always stay with me because i trusted in his plan i trusted that everything would work out perfectly and it did so i have one more question um how do you differentiate between trusting in god and relying solely on your own efforts or abilities trusting in god involves having faith and belief in a higher power guidance support and providence it acknowledges that there is forces beyond our control and that seeking divine assistance can bring comfort and strength Relying solely on your own efforts, on the other hand, emphasizes self-reliance and personal agency. Definitely. We, I want to reiterate that we need to believe and not think we can solve every problem on our own. Because we can't. I mean, that's just how human nature is, but also how God designed it. Because we need to rely on Him for guidance at some points in our life because we're not totally in control of things. So why do you think that God put a mom and dad in your life? For helping. Like, that's the tool that we can use for guidance. 
Yeah, but what do we do with our parents? Not listen. So we do the same thing with our parents as we do with our, our father in heaven. True. So we're, we're, we're predispositioned to be like that. So that's where the challenge comes from. If we weren't predispositioned to do it, like Adam and Eve, don't touch, you can touch anything in this uh, garden. garden, but you just can't touch the tree of good and evil. Right? Mm-hmm. So what do we do? Go touch what we can't touch, what we can't have, and we're still dealing with the sin from then. Yeah, because even to this day, we're tempted by things. So, like Adam and Eve, they were te- tempted by the serpent, as we are tempted in our daily life. I mean, it would be nice to come off, get off work and drive to the liquor store and get something to drink because I had a hard day, and that's temptation. That's blocking me because I'm not trusting in God's plan for why I had a rough day. I'm just making excuses and allowing evil to play a part in it. So I'm not fully giving God my trust if I go that route. Correct. And that brings us to our lift up moment. God has a divine plan for your life. You must trust God always and obey his every command. Listen to obey or key parts to being close to God and know his plan for you. Your plan might not be as clear or you might not know all the parts of it, but have faith in God we serve. Which brings us to our prayer. Lord, we come to you with prayer in hopes that those who may not trust you 100%, that their hearts open up to you and trust in your plan. We pray that you use those who do not trust you to use their understanding to help guide those who need to hear from you through believers. We pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. Amen. And this brings us to our announcements. If you would like to come on our show or be a special guest, please contact us at liftupnations at gmail.com or on our social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, if you're interested in a baptism at Lewis Beach or coming on to our show for a testimony, please reach out to us at liftupnations at gmail.com or our social media outlets. And with that being said, God bless. God bless.